Today on Soundtrack Alley Spotlight, we've reached the eighth part in our series on science fiction and film. We'll discuss Ghosts in the Shell, the anime movie, not the live action, 12 Monkeys, Waterworld, Independence Day, Mars Attacks, and Star Trek First Contact. I hope you enjoy what I discuss, and it all starts now. Welcome, I am your host, Randy Andrews, and today on part 8 of the History in Science Fiction and Film, we'll discuss some great topics on science fiction. Through this world of science fiction, there's other realms of reality. Worlds where cyborgs exist and where technology helps augment a human's experience and create a fully interactive display through the World Wide Web. Ghosts in the Shell the animated feature from 1995 actually helped create a world of science fiction many didn't understand. This was for adults and not children. It's hardcore, hard science fiction with worlds and gritty violence, large, heady conversations, politically and socially. This one film spawned several sequels, two directly off of it, as well as three television series that opened up the world even further. There were even four video game series that helped people to understand the amazing broad world and knew how you could interact with those worlds. The original graphic novel, or manga, by Masamune Shiro changed the course of animation and science fiction not only for the Japanese, but also the United States. Many fans looked at the technology and animation style and started copying the effects of what was displayed on screen to add their own flair. Ghosts in the Shell was a blending of man and machine, augmentation through the human brain and blending the mind with sophisticated computer technology to create a cybernetic mind. It was an amazing precursor to the world of The Matrix. Kenji Kawai composed the score for the film and was released with mass production for the United States, and so many people wanted to know more about that world. An anime really took the world by storm that year. It was a leap for science fiction in ways that no one had imagined. I'd like to play an excellent suite of music from that film. Ghost in 
Science fiction can be gritty and even weird at times. There are films that could challenge your way of thinking. Time could become a loop and really mess with your sensibilities of right and wrong or good versus evil. Terry Gilliam's masterpiece of 12 Monkeys did such a task. It threw some concepts at our poor audiences and a lot of people weren't prepared for the heady type of science fiction that it presented. It was about a virus that infects all humanity, and it's up to one man from the future to go back in time and find out what happened and try to stop it. There are bits of madness and chaos that ensues in this film. This is another film that pushed the boundaries not for technology, but with the storytelling once again. The story and the characters have real depth. There's internal struggles with what needs to be accomplished. There's questions asked of if one can travel to the past, should one change the future? There are many among this one that leads to changing the thinking towards science fiction. Paul Buckmaster really brought out the craziness from this film that Terry Gilliam is known to produce with interesting dystopian programming. Let's listen to a suite of this music and see what you think of it.
Our next film I'd like to discuss is Waterworld, and it's another dystopian futuristic movie, and imagine it's Mad Max, but on the water. Now, Kevin Costner, he not only starred in the film, but also helped fund the movie to be made. And it was one of the most expensive films ever to be done. And simply not only just because it was made on water, but how many stunts needed to be done on that very body of ocean. Some people felt like it was horrible and it was a waste of time, but I'm not one of those people. I really like this film and how it changed some elements of wandering through a film. It helped speed things along, though. There were touches of old-world technology, questions being asked like, what would happen if the polar ice caps melted? What if there was a girl who could lead the way to dry land? I love this film. I love the dirtiness of it, the pure action. What would happen to society? How would the world today damage the planet to a point where it could be no longer livable and it would be inevitable? Wow, so many questions are asked in this film. There's more that you could probably think of. So if you think of any, email me at soundtrackalley at gmail.com. And I'd really like to hear from you. Now, in this case, this doesn't further science fiction's progression through the world of film. It's an amazing film and beautiful in its cinematography, but there's not many moves forward for gripping the audience with even far greater questions. I'd like to share some music from the film by James Newton Howard, who is slowly becoming one of my favorite film composers. Enjoy this suite.
The next film I'd like to discuss is from the director we've already reported about, and that's Roland Emmerich. And the film is Independence Day. This film really is <laughs> Hollywood's attempt to make a perfect big-blown blockbuster with aliens attacking Earth. The science fiction in this film is over-the-top and wonderful with action-packed fun. Aliens and humans battling it out for the cause of humanity. Independence Day rolled out and people began asking those questions. Are we alone in the universe? Are there others like us? Do all aliens want to seek out our destruction? It may seem that those questions could be answered, but many are left unanswered for humanity to answer them through lore and other mythology. The score was composed by David Arnold, and he produced some of the best action music for a science fiction film. I hope you enjoyed this.
The same year that Independence Day hit arrived Mars Attacks, a film that spoofed classic 1950s science fiction films, and it was a dark comedy brought to life on the big screen. Did it improve technology? Well, yeah. The alien death rays gave us a great computer technology to see the human skeleton, to see a man's head on a dog's body, or a woman's head on a dog's body. There were different things that continued through this film, and we know it was a dark comedy. But we also have some great appearances of cameos by different actors. During the years, there's been many films that invaded cinema that were alien invasion themed. The Arrival, Arrival, Screamers, Species 1 through 4, Nemesis 1 through 4, and probably so many more that I can't even name. The score for Mars Attacks was by Danny Elfman and really expressed so much about that quirky, dark comedy that it remains a science fiction, noir-type film. Here's a suite of music from it, and I hope you like it.
Sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. You can find his work at xanderscores.com. To conclude the show, we get another great Star Trek film in the franchise. We get Star Trek First Contact, which was directed by Jonathan Frakes, and the film is a continuation of the ongoing adventures of the Enterprise E with Jean-Luc Picard in the lead role, going up against the invading Borg who want to enslave Earth, converting all humans to Borg. This was during the time of First Contact, when the Vulcans would meet with humans for the first time. It's kind of a character study for some of the film, and it was examining the ingenuity of humans to reach the stars and ask further questions of, are we alone? This is still not the end of our journey through science fiction, and there's still four more parts to come. You can follow me through SoundtrackAlley.com and email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com. I'm on social media through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Soundtrack Alley. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify at Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. And to end this part... I'll play an amazing suite of music from Star Trek First Contact. And until next time, happy listening.
Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I hope you've enjoyed it, and if you're on iTunes, please rate and review the show. It really helps Soundtrack Alley Spotlight get noticed. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley. If you are an Apple podcast, please give the show a five-star rating. Check out the content over at SoundtrackAlley.com, as well as Cinematic Sound Radio, where most of my new material is posted. If you have a comment, question, or concern, please email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com.